0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Lightroom. I'm super excited to have you guys on board But so if it's your first time of listening to the Lightroom, you're in for great stuff, amazing content that would stir you up in the will of the Lord. I'm super excited to have you here. Welcome to Lightroom officially. And for everyone that has been listening back to back, you guys are doing welcome once again to another episode of Lightroom. So last week we began a new series on chain reactions and we talked about how as believers we don't leave things to chance right we react to certain situations based on our convictions of those situations and at Lightroom we are very firm on the will of God we don't paint places as gray areas where God has clearly shed light on them. So we'll be addressing several issues across culture, across believers' conduct, our response to money, our response to sex and sexuality, our response to cultural expectations. We're talking about many, many interesting topics in this series. And as many questions as you have in your heart, I want you to Get ready to hear the answers when you hear the answers here on the podcast i want you to go back in scripture and examine the things that we have shared if you have questions please ask questions you know many of us grew up not asking questions freely when you ask questions about something you hear things like keep quiet a child," <laughs> or you hear things like um, it's not for children or especially Maybe in some Christian circles where you ask questions, and you're like, are you questioning God? That kind of thing. But the thing is, the truth is not scared of questions. And God is the God of all truth. And he's not scared of questions. It's it's one thing to genuinely have questions that you want to find answers to, and it's another thing to try and play the blame game with God. There are two different things. The former is Acceptable to God because He's a father to you, He wants to know you, He wants you to know Him. Do you understand? So it's fine that you ask questions, it's fine that you have questions in your heart that you want to know the answers to. And trust me, God is more than willing to let you have those answers. And how do you find those answers in the Word of God? The Word of God is a compilation of God's acts amongst men god's words given to men and preserved over years so a primary way we can find out the will of god concerning situations the heart of god concerning situations is by looking at his word and his track record in the Word. then again another way you can know god's will in certain situations is by listening to people for instance the light room people that are firm on the will of God, people that have given due diligence to studying the Bible and also following the will of God. So I'm talking about sermons. I'm talking about listening to your pastor. I'm talking about listening to friends that you know have a relationship with God and give their relationship priority. And another beautiful way, which is, which is, how i believe god would always want us to be led is by his spirits in us god lives in you if you have received the gospel and if you believe that jesus the son of god who died on your behalf and was raised on the third day god lives in you so he wants you to communicate with him he wants you to hear from him not just on special occasions but as a daily routine as a daily practice to hear from your heavenly father right that being said we'll be going to a new topic still in the same series on chain reactions i'll be talking on money shimani <laughs> we're talking about the believer's response to money and for many people this is such a touchy subject and i find that funny <laughs> not very funny but this is such a touchy subject for so many people and it money has become such a standard in society you you judge certain matters by money you you know relate to some people subconsciously because of the money they have for instance when you're going if you got email that you're going to talk to Dan Gute in a meeting or an interview there's a way you comport yourself because you know that this guy but uh, this man has control of resources, a lot of resources. So there's a way you automatically address this person. You see that if Ali Kodangote walked into a room, he would most likely not sit on a normal seat, not because he wants to sit on a different seat, but because people accord him a certain level of respect that he earned through the resources he controls and commands that's just how things run here on earth that's how we live right and i said last week that many things we do or many things we say or many things we react to are based on convictions we already have convictions that have been built in our mind You may respond in a way that is outside of God's will without even knowing because you have been used to responding this way. There's a certain scripture that struck me in James. James 2. I will read from the NIV. James 2 verse 1. My brothers and sisters, believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ must not show favoritism. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes. And a poor man in filthy old clothes comes in. If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, here's a good seat for you. But say to the poor man, you stand there or sit on the floor by my feet. Have you not discriminated among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Surprising, isn't it? <laughs> when I read the scripture a few days ago, I was like, hmm well because with the example i gave earlier when Gangote walks into a room he most likely gets a special seat and that's not to shade him or anything i mean he worked hard for his money i believe and it's just you know what culture does we honor people like that but that's not exactly how god sees things with god god sees that both the rich and the poor should be treated fairly so you shouldn't when, especially in christian gatherings now in a company it makes make sense that um, dango takes seats with the board of executives and all of that because of the wisdom and the control he has but in a christian setting which james was describing it is ruled that a rich person or a, a more financially stable person is given more honor in that gathering because of the possessions that that person has and subconsciously we do that today very very subconsciously it's something that has been ingrained in our attitude as human beings living in this world right it's something we're used to but the bible clearly frowns at that in james 2 so and and there it broke of other examples that i would give as time goes on but i'm just saying clearly that you Get ready for what you're going to hear in the episodes that follow in this series because you may think that this thing is okay but when God looks at something the other way, it is humility to accept it. That oh, Maybe before now, if a rich person walked into a meeting that you organized, maybe a prayer meeting, you'd have subconsciously given the person a front row seat. But that's not what God wants. So when people walk into your meeting, you accord them respect as people that Christ died for. Because a man that has nothing but Jesus does not have any less than a man that has money and Jesus. In God's eyes, they are both bought by precious blood of Jesus and they are both worth everything to God so we would learn to address people and situations the way God would have us address them and apart from this there are just so many other funny ideologies of money so many so many funny ideologies of money a few years ago now There was this craze on Titan on Twitter, and it was just everywhere. And you'd see a lot of people saying, Yes, what are those church people doing with our Titan offense? blah, 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 blah. And a lot of people were talking. And as my pastor would say, it, it was just funny to think that this type, a lot of people were arguing about, is literally 10% of an income that you give to God and you know when people make statements like the, the tithes we are talking about is no new testament practice so we shouldn't give tithes and all of that let's assume that you're correct so let's take it that you're correct if we want to follow new testament practice a lot of believers would run away <laughs> because in new testament or in new covenant Believers did more than give tithes. 2nd Corinthians 8. And it says, And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace of God given to the Macedonian churches in the midst of their severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty. They welled up in rich generosity. (laughs) This scripture cracks me up every time. And Paul goes ahead to say, For I testify, that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability entirely on their own they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the lord's people okay that does not sound like 10 percent it is not 10 percent now think about it even ananias and sapphira when they you know died after lying about how much they really gave. Do you realize that what they even gave, that they lied about, was 50%, not 10%? So, and and the, the funny thing about Ananias and Sapphira's story is because they were not compelled. You know, people gathered together, sold their possessions, and gave to the church so they could help other believers in distress. So, and in those stories, there was no 10% there. These people gave excessively so if you're arguing oh because of one random tweet you saw or one random post you saw and then you start to go on and on before you go on and on about anything you need to calm down and see what scripture actually says about that thing do you get me so be careful before you make conclusive statements and i know you have questions about what what titan is what is titan what should it be about why do we give offerings to the church why do we give arms why do we do this why do we do that and they are all relevant questions i promise but there is a way to address these questions there's a way to find answers to these questions and the answers will not be found by random instagram and twitter bands i have nothing against instagram and twitter but there's just no gate in those streets so a lot of people just you know wake up and say a lot of things and many people tend to be so gullible online. Once you just see something, you just go for it and you retweet, you repost, you archive it in your head and all of that, uh, that that's risky. So we'll look at what God's word says about giving, what God's word says about fighting, titan. we we'll look at what God says about offerings and other givings to the church. So before we even go into all of that, I would like to answer a popular question. Where do my offerings go? I've heard a lot of people wonder about these questions. And I went for street evangelism one day, and there was this woman that came to withdraw from the POS and she asked for a certain amount of money. Then she started talking to herself, really, because I don't think she was talking to the person at the POS stand. So she was talking to herself and she was like, "Ah, that she has to be dressed this morning because tomorrow now they say pay this one pay that one pay this one in church and she said it so matter-of-factly and she was like ah. i don't know why, like, mm, don't know why. was she sounding like that i was just curious and then i asked i was like ah. because it was evangelism i came for now so i just asked curiously that mom why do you give to the church and then she went on and on she did you know these people that you ask one question and they tell you all the answers except the answer to the question you asked yes this was that person <laughs> so she started and she was talking about how you know a lot of people come to the church and after service they will ask her for money but the problem is that they don't want to work and i'm like okay she has still not answered my question but then she so then started talking about how many pastors, what they do now is that they buy private jets with money. She, she said a whole lot of things. She said a whole lot of things. And the, the funny things that she still did not answer my question. Why do you give in church? And it was it was a bit sad hearing that. It was a bit sad hearing that in all her, complaints or in all her opinions she didn't have a reason or she didn't clearly realize why she was giving in church or why she should give in church and it it was it was concerning for me it was very concerning for me and I went on to tell her that the reason we give in church is because God has already given to us everything we have was given to us by God materially you may have gotten the money from your parents. You may have gotten the money from your spouse. You may have gotten money from your friends. You may have gotten the money from a loved one. But God gives us life. And through the life he gives us, we can make decisions. We can make money. We can do a whole lot of things and provide for ourselves. So ultimately, God is the source of our provisions. And more so, God has given us a more eternal gift. He loved us. And in the manner of his love, he showed. And he loved us. And to show his love to us he gave his son his only son that everyone that believes in his son would not perish that was a debt we could never pay because jesus paid the price for our sins if we lived forever and we tried to pay it off by sacrifices of bulls and rams we would have never been able to meet up the quota but god gave us jesus on a platter <laughs> rhymes <laughs> anyway but i'm being serious god has given us the best gift so it's only honorable that we give to his cause and when we give to god we are given to fund the gospel i i recognize that there are certain circles that you know embezzlements and funny things happen within church circles which shouldn't be and that's a result of the weaknesses of men not god but In original design, the reason we give is to prosper the gospel and to prosper the family of God. For instance, the saints in um, the Corinthian church and the Macedonian church, they gave to prosper the work of Paul and the other apostles and also to help distressed believers. And then to prosper the gospel, even in our time today, let me tell you, running a church is expensive. A lot of people think, you know, you just you just come to church, you see the lights, you see a good space, you see the ACs working, you see a lot of things going on. And then your mind doesn't go into how much went into making service look that way. Your mind doesn't go into um, the efforts or the resources that were spent in doing these things. You, do you ever think who bankrolls? all these things who pays the rent who does this who does that do you understand and many many times when we come ah see let me just tell you running churches or running it. let me give you an experiment to do host a christian meeting just just try it host a christian meeting where you just gather believers you guys just talk you know pray but and cost it, cost it excellently, and cost it. Then let me see how you bankroll that every week in the year. Sometimes twice in a week in the year. Because <laughs> these days, to get to rent a space, maybe for 20-25 people in a Ikeja, you can start renting it from like 30-35,000. That's so sitting space you've not talked about sound that sometimes okay to get good sound let's estimate 80,000 for just 25 people you know sound including speakers and microphones you've not talked about getting a keyboard even if you want to rent it you've not talked about paying the keyboard if the person is not on your team you've not talked about logistics for the speakers how would the speakers get there you've not talked about you know other things to make the program work if people are sharing refreshments we've not talked about that you've not talked about um, lighting and other things to make for ambience for the program there are so many things that you have not addressed <laughs> and at the end of the day you spend hundreds of thousands hosting a beautiful program I went for a book launch a short while ago and once I stepped into the program because I'm very familiar with conferences like this and costing and all of that. Once I stepped into the program, I couldn't help but appreciate the resources that went into it. It was excellently done. And you know, it has almost become a habit for me that when I walk into places like this, off the top of my head, I already know how much this cost, how much that cost I when I was seeing everything, you know lights everywhere roll-up banners as simple as those banners are they cost a lot of money you know roll-up banners seats the ACs were working it was an event center that was used for that to accommodate the number of people that were coming and then I was just thinking about you know people making side comments on oh this book is a Christian book why is it expensive why is it for free and the book was so beautiful it is so beautiful the back cover is laminated the print is clear everything looks so beautifully done do you think the graphic designer collected the anointing to design the book or do you think the publishing house received prayers to design the book there are just so many things that a lot of people do not consider and this is where the money goes now that was even for a separate christian organization now i'm talking about church right how do you think the rents are paid It's by your givens. How do you think that the church supports people in need? By your givens. How do you think that service feels as good as it feels? The sound is great. The um, lights are great. Everywhere is beautiful. The ACs are working. Or the fans are working, as the case may be. How do you think those things happen? The hall you're using, especially if you're in a, a city like Lagos, do you think it was paid for and then think about it if everybody in church gave the way you do do you think the offerings are all that sponsored the church think about it so before you make you know funny statements think about the fact that the church actually does have needs and that's where the money goes to and I can tell you confidently that the church has more needs than the offerings than many people give and once you start seeing it as, oh, what are they doing with, with, with the money? You lose the points. You miss the points. This is your family. This is the family of God. So your point should be, your your focus should be, where do we need resources? How can I be a part of it? Because that's how you should respond to your family. You're not complaining for every penny that was spent. As I had given the caveat earlier before, I do agree that there are certain circles where misappropriation happens and that is based on the weaknesses of men. But if you are blessed with a church family where you can see honest people, where you can see the fact that the gospel prospers, the gospel is emphasized and the spread of the gospel is emphasized, by all means, please support me. One thing I want you to live with in this episode is that god cares about how you think god wants you to think the right way god wants you to react the right way because you are his ambassador you are not just your own you're not just an ordinary person you're a child of god and in every family there are cultures right and in family of god there are expectations there are things that god would have you do and as i've said before god already sets for everything he wants you to do. If he has asked you to give, he has set examples for you by giving all for you. He gave himself for you. That's the biggest, best example you could ever get. So, I want you to ruminate on the things you've heard. I want you to ask questions. As I've said before, truth is not scared of questions. So, if you have any questions, send me and respond to uh, Okay, you can, I don't think you can directly respond on Anchor or any podcasting platform you use. But send me DM. Send me an email. My email. I'll put my email in the description box. Or the Lightroom's email or my phone number if you haven't. Just reach out to me and let's talk. Okay? This has been a refreshing episode for me. And I hope it has been the same for you as well. Have a lovely day, night more nights <laughs> wherever where, where you are right now whatever times are in you're in have a wonderful time bye